All righty. <clears throat> Haven't been to an immersed service in a while, so this will be fun for me. Um, it's always been a cool service, though, and it's always been a service that I've enjoyed. And uh, it's just kind of um, always been marked with God showing up and touching hearts and touching lives. So we're super thankful for that. And Lord, just continue what you've done, Lord, on Saturday nights tonight, God. Um, let's pray. Um, God, just thank you for your goodness, Lord God, and we, um, we just come to you tonight, God, because there's nowhere else that we want to be, Lord. There's just nowhere else, Lord, that we want to be, and there's nothing else, Lord, that satisfies, Lord. God, you are, um, you are our magnificent obsession, Lord God, as the song says, Lord. Lord, you are our hidden treasure, Lord God. Um, and you are the, uh, the heart cry of every human being, Lord, whether they know it or not, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the all-satisfying God. Lord, thank you that you don't just leave us, Lord, in this place of longing, Father God, but that you come, Lord. And you meet with us, God. Thank you for your goodness, Lord God. I just pray for tonight, Lord God, that your words would just go forth, Lord God. More than that, Lord, your spirit would just go forth, Lord God. And just minister to the hearts, Lord, of your children here, God. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person that you brought here tonight, Lord, and for um, the choice they made, Father God, over rest, Lord God, over other plans, Lord God, to, to be here and to come, Lord, and to worship you and to seek your face, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just welcome you here tonight, God. We just welcome you here tonight, Lord. Amen. So I'm a father. That's my daughter, June, back there. She knows. She's like, that's daddy's voice. Ugh. All right, we are going to look. Um, we're going to look at Daniel chapter ten. So, if you've got your Bibles, <clears throat> Daniel chapter ten. I think this may be my first time ever preaching out of Daniel. So that's pretty awesome. Okay, I'm going to just read for us. Starting in verse 1, it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar. The message was true and one of great conflict, but he understood the message and had an understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three entire weeks. I did not eat any tasty food, nor did meat or wine enter my mouth, nor did I use any ointment at all until the entire three weeks were completed. On the 24th day of the first month, while I was by the bank of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, there was a certain man dressed in linen, whose, weight was, whose waist was girded with a belt of pure gold of Uphaz. His body also was like 
barrel. His face had the appearance of lightning. His eyes were like flaming torches. His arms and feet like the gleam of polished bronze. And the sounds of his words like the sounds of a tumult. Now I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, while the men who were with me did not see the vision. Nevertheless, a great dread fell on them, and they ran away to hide themselves. So I was left alone and saw this great vision, yet no strength was left in me, for my natural color turned to a deathly pallor, and I retained no strength. But I heard the sound of his words, and as soon as I heard the sound of his words, I fell into a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Then behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said to me, O Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words that I'm about to tell you and stand upright, for I have now for I have now been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to your words. Um, we're going to focus in on verse 12. I'm going to read that one more time. It says, then <clears throat> this man that he's seen in the vision, it says, then he said to me, do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to your words. Um, I'd say like, maybe it was like a week ago or so, uh, I was, I felt like the Lord um, had given me Daniel chapter 10, and as I was reading it, as I came to verse 12, the Lord said, that's the key. That's the key. And I was like, huh. Um, interesting. So I was like, well, I should probably like take a look at it. I kind of had an idea of what it was talking about. Um, um, but to kind of give you a little bit more context, um, have you guys ever had one of those conversations with people where, you're just talking to them and they're talking to you and maybe you're talking about God and they're saying something and you're saying something and then you realize like what they just said like kind of like tweaked your heart. Have you guys ever had that? Where you're like, ooh, like what you just said struck something in me. And that happened with, I was over at my uh, neighbors, Kurt and Nancy Reif, do you guys know them? They're an awesome older couple in our church and they live like uh, seriously like 200 yards from me. So we go over there from time to time. It's awesome. And, uh, but Nancy just, Nancy just loves to talk about the Lord. And we were talking and we were going back and forth. And um, this was like right after New Year's, not long after New Year's. And um, she was saying something and I was tracking with her. I was like, yeah, no, this is kind of like what God was saying. And then she, she, like, she heard me, but then she was like, but, um, but she's like, but we need those experiences now. And, uh, and it tweaked my heart, and I'm, I know I'm not giving you guys like a ton of details, but basically kind of what came out of it was I realized that I had, I had been settling um, for like yesterday's manna. Um, I, had, I had been settling for experiences that I had of the past with God. And, um, and I, like in that moment, I realized that uh, you know how Romans 12 talks about the transformed mind and how God will come and he will renew our minds and we'll have a transformed mind. And I realized in some ways I'd allowed the transformed mind to kind of replace the presence in my time with God. And uh, of course I was like, wow, Lord. So I just got in repentance mode because that's the best thing to do right away, you know. 
Um, but then I listened to a teaching by Mike Bickle. Do you guys know? You guys got Mike Bickle from IHOP? I listened to his teaching on, uh, from uh, this past one thing, which is a conference they put on, and he talked about, um, he talked about being wholehearted believers and um, kind of running after God with your whole heart. And I was just, again, I was brought to the place of conviction, and again, I was like, God, I just have to get, I, just, I had to get on my knees and say, Lord, I've, I just repent because I knew I knew I, I had kind of like slipped a little bit into mediocrity and um, it's so easy to do. You guys realize that? It is so easy. Um, when I get home at night, you know, and I have direct TV, it's a curse. It actually is kind of a curse. But it's so, I mean, there is something on because I've got hundreds of channels, you know. I could even find Bible stuff so that I don't feel quite as bad. Um... <laughs> But it was just like, it, it just like, it hit me again, but it's like this, uh, it was such a sweet thing because I was like, God, I know that what this means is that, um, one, you're, you don't like bring me up, you don't convict me without having something for me, right? Like if you're going to say, hey, Ryan, like I see this, that you're not quite walking in wholeheartedness towards me. Like, I know that, like, as I, as I realign my heart before him, like, he has something for me. Um, so let's get back to Daniel 10, 12. So this is what the Lord said was the key. He said, then he said to me, do not be afraid, Daniel, from, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God. Um, we're going to look at, like, it's, it's kind of two parts. It says he set his heart on understanding this and on humbling himself um, before his God. Uh, there's a number of ways that God can use to like humble us before him. Um, I'm just thankful that he does it, but I think like one of the big things like that he uses, one, he'll use conviction, but I think we can kind of set ourselves in a position of um, of not just of not just wanting him, but even putting ourselves in this position that says, "God, I don't want just more from you. I actually just I I need to know you." Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm saying this clear enough. Lord, it's it's almost this thing of like, God, I don't just need your words for me right now. I need to know who you are. I love the disciples' prayer. When the disciples were like, teach us how to pray. None of the Pharisees asked, asked Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. They, they were like, we've been praying for years. We've got the prayer thing. But the disciples humbled themselves before God and were like, teach us how to pray. The most basic communication with God, I don't, I don't got that yet. They, were, they humbled themselves before their God. And they said, teach us to pray. What I think is amazing about this passage in Daniel when it says that he humbled himself before God and he set his heart on understanding um, is that Daniel's in this place of saying, God, God, I need to know more about what you're gonna do with my people Israel and I need, I need more from you. And this Daniel in this chapter has already 
one, he's already had numerous encounters and he's been through the lion's den, right? So, I mean, he's received some stuff from God. He's walked in faith with God. Um, If he were in our society, he'd be writing books about, you know, faith to close lion's mouths, you know? He'd be on the book trail, but instead, instead, even though he's probably received more encounters, more visions than anyone in Israel, he still places himself in the place of humility and says, God, I don't understand still. There's still more I want of you. There has to be more, God, because I'm not satisfied with where, where the people are, with where your people are, and I know you're not satisfied with what is going on in our country. So I need more of you, God. It's incredible. It's incredible. Hmm. You guys remember like the verse, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they'll humble themselves, if they'll get before me and humble themselves. Hmm. Part of it is just being like, God, we don't have the answer, you know? We, we, we desperately need you in our day. Um, the second part that I really like and the, the part that really stood out to me was that this man, and most people would argue that this isn't an angel. Most people would argue that this is Jesus talking to Daniel and he says, Daniel, you set your heart on understanding this. Do you guys get that? Uh, Jesus says, you, Daniel, set your heart on understanding this. There's an ownership to what we set our hearts on. I think for, um, for a while there, I kind of got comfortable and said, you know what? Like, I'm kind of like, me and God, we're in a relationship. We're cool. Like, we kind of do things, everything together. And I, I really didn't own this, what I was going to set my heart on. And let me tell you guys, if, if you don't own it and if you don't take responsibility for what you set your heart on, then it's going to be set on numerous things, right? We'll be, it'll be like a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm, and it just, it doesn't satisfy. It does not satisfy. And I, when I saw this, I was like, you're right, God, this really is the key. This really is the key. You set your heart. Man, we get the choice of what we want to set our heart on. Let's look at Psalm 16:8 because Daniel didn't just walk in this. Another great man of God did the exact same thing. Psalm 16:8. Psalm 16:8 This is David. He said, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Again, it's that ownership. David didn't say, Lord, you've continually set yourself before me. That'd be awesome, right? (laughs) That everywhere we go, it's like, God's like, here I am, here I am. And sometimes, guys, we go through seasons where he does set himself before us. And that's awesome. I'll take that. But David said, I've learned to set you continually before me. 
that wherever I go, that you'd be my focus. And this is kind of where the idea of fasting comes from. How many of you guys, how many of you guys familiar with fasting? You guys got fasting? Sweet. I think there's a little bit of a fear of fasting in our, um, like our sort of modern freedom Christianity movement, right? Because two groups of people fasted in the Bible, right? There was like the prophets who were like going after it and Jesus who was like receiving revelation but then the Pharisees also fasted and, you know, like out of their law and out of performance before God. So I think there's sometimes this fear of like, oh, uh, I don't really need to fast or I don't want to like try and earn anything from God, so I better not fast. Um, and this is just new, but guys, I think that's really wrong. I think fasting can be powerful in that it. It's, again, us taking this ownership of where we're going to set our heart, of where we're going to set, set our heart on things. And it's like, it's in a sister where it's like, you're like, you know what, God, I am choosing not to set my heart on this. I am going to, this is something I desire, and I'm going to willfully not set my heart on it, that I might set my heart on you and the things of you. And it's not a thing of earning it's just a choice that we get to make. I'll throw this out to you. Daniel, Daniel was like, I'm not gonna eat any soft bread and I'm just gonna eat enough food to survive. I'm gonna cover myself with sackcloth. He was looking a mess, right? You guys, he was looking a mess and if I were there, I'd be like, Daniel, dude, are you trying to earn it or what, man? Because you're looking rough and he's hanging out by the river but you know what, something like, Something that just like is awesome but also scares me is this idea that one person can have an encounter and hear a voice and the other person that's standing right next to them doesn't hear a voice. They're just afraid and they leave. Wow, right? When God the Father spoke out of heaven and said, Jesus, you're my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, did you know that some people said that it thundered? Oh, Lord. Mm. I do not want to be one who hears the thunder, you know? It's like, was that thunder? What was going on? Because I've set my heart on numerous things. I want to be the one that's like, I've set my heart on my father. And so when I hear a boom, even when I hear a crackle from the, from the sky, it's like, wait, are you, are you getting ready to speak? Because you know what? I am, I am in the place of anxiously longing for more of you and breakthrough. And I've set my heart in that place and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So even the smallest thing to me looks like something like you're getting ready to break through. Oh. Isn't that good though? Isn't it good? Doesn't it feel good to have an ownership of it? Where you're like, wow, I do get to decide what I set my heart on. I do get to decide what I set my heart on. Cool thing from Daniel is that, uh, so Daniel doesn't end up, Daniel's pressing in and saying, God, I need, I need to see what you're doing now with, with your people Israel because I'm not content with what's happening. 
So when God shows up, he doesn't even, he doesn't just give them um, what's happening now. He gives them what's happening years from now. He gives them a revelation of what hasn't even happened in our day. Stay with us, guys. Stay with us. It's all right. It's all right. Stay with us. Because I just, like, the Holy Spirit wants to do stuff. Let's stay in that place. Mm. Um, he, gets, he gets revelation of what hasn't even happened yet as a prophet. Whew. Man. He doesn't just get the answer that he was looking for. God brings, like, so much more. Hmm. So those are my two points. Be willing to humble yourself before God. Come into this place that says, God, I, I don't want just a new revelation from you. I wanna know you, who you are at the root of who you are. And then also, like, what are we setting our heart on? Man, we get one life, a short 80 to 100 years. What are we setting our heart on? I, uh, I remember when I was praying and uh, like after God convicted me about this and I was writing in uh, one of my journals and I just said, God, what I have of you is not enough right now. It's just not enough. There's, uh, like I have, I have friends whose parents are dying of cancer. Um, Like daily I encounter people who are lost and in need of a love encounter. I want to just be able to lay my hands on people and that they would encounter the Father. Boom. And I guess I'll leave with some encouragement that, um, actually, let me see if I can find, find that verse. Where is it? It's in Jeremiah. I was going to put this in my notes, but. All right, I'll get back to you on it. Anyway, he says, like, if you search for me with all your heart, surely I will be found by you. Surely I will be found by you. And that's just, that's a promise that's hanging over us tonight. If you search for me with all your heart, surely I will be found by you, declares the Lord. That's what it says in Jeremiah. It's in the 30s somewhere. And he's putting it out there. He's putting it out there. He's saying, set your heart on me and see what happens. And guys, it's not gonna be easy. There are gonna be times when you're like, you're in the quiet place and you're like, Lord. And you're just waiting. And you're just waiting. You know what I, you know what I count that as? Like, it's like, it's like putting money in the bank. It's like, it seriously is though. Because he said, seek me and you will find me. So it's like, God, I'm, I'm investing in the bank and if you're, not, if you're not depositing to me right now, if you're not withdrawing and giving me, 
It means that I'm storing up in heaven. And the next time I come, and the next time I come, or when you're walking by a river and a, and a vision comes out of the sky, why not? Why not us? Right? Who said that we live in a greater covenant? Who is that, Jesus or Paul? That we live in a greater covenant even than Moses was in. Like that covenant was a lesser covenant than the covenant that we're in now. More, Lord. I mean, there's just so many crazy things that are in scriptures, like the Mount of Transfiguration, right? What was up with that? Who's going after that? Man. All right, you guys ready? Let's pray. Father, just thank you for your people, Lord. Thank you for your sons and daughters here, God. Um, thank you just for their hearts, Lord, before you, Father God. And thank you um, thank you for their desire for you, Father God. I pray that it would just continue to increase, God. Lord, let it just continue to increase, Father. Lord, bring us into a place, Lord, um, where we're just longing for more of you, Father.